Welcome to the Beyond the Pearls podcast, based on the Morning Report series from Elsevier. This podcast has been adapted for audio in collaboration with series editor Dr. Raj Dasgupta, as well as the volume editor for each book. Each episode features an in-depth case dissection format and aims to deliver practical, concise, and easy-to-digest information. And now, here's today's episode. Hi, my name is Dr. Parastu Khalasi Hosseini, and I'm going to be reading Case 44, titled 12-Month-Old Male with Strider, written by Dr. Brittany Middleton. Let's begin. A 12-month-old male presents to the emergency department with worsening Strider for three days. The male's mother also reports tactile fever and decreased oral intake. So what is Strider and what causes it? Strider is a high-pitched noise with breathing that indicates air passing through a narrow upper airway. Strider is best heard over the anterior neck using the diaphragm of the stethoscope. It may be louder during inspiration or expiration depending on the location of the airway narrowing. The upper airway can be divided into the extrathoracic and intrathoracic structures. The extrathoracic airway includes the nasopharynx, epiglottis, larynx, aeropiglottic folds, vocal folds, and proximal trachea. The intrathoracic upper airway is composed of the distal trachea and main stem bronchi. Normally, during inspiration, the extrathoracic pressure or atmospheric pressure exceeds the pressure in the trachea. With obstruction or narrowing of the extrathoracic airway, the pressure in the airway falls below atmospheric pressures during inspiration, causing worsening of the obstruction and strider. Think about sucking through a partially clogged straw and the walls of the straw collapsing inwards. With narrowing of the intrathoracic airway, the intrathoracic pressure falls below the pressure in the airway during inspiration, causing the narrowed portion to open. With expiration, the opposite occurs, and the pressure in the airway drops below intrathoracic pressure. Therefore, strider is more audible during expiration with an intrathoracic airway obstruction, which you can refer to in figure 44.1. Time for a basic science pearl. The bell of a stethoscope is used to listen to the low-pitched sounds. The diaphragm is better for hearing medium or high-pitched sounds. So what are the causes of strider in children? Extrathoracic causes of strider include croup, retropharyngeal abscesses, pharyngitis, which you can see in figure 44.2, epiglottitis, subglottin stenosis, and laryngomalacia. In a patient with suspected laryngomalacia, ask the caregiver if the strider improves with prone positioning. Prone positioning moves the redundant and floppy tissue of the laryngomalacia out of the airway and alleviates strider. Intrathoracic causes of strider include congenital malformations such as tracheal webs, esophageal foreign body, vascular rings, and vascular slings. Tracheomalacia, bacterial tracheitis, anaphylaxis, airway compression from a tumor, and foreign body aspiration may occur in the extrathoracic and or intrathoracic upper airway. Time for a basic science pearl. If a child presents in significant distress, avoid performing unnecessary examinations and evaluations. The degree of airway obstruction is dynamic and dependent on relative pressures in the airway and outside the airway. 
therefore causing more stress and anxiety worsens the obstruction. Time for another clinical pearl. Ask the child's caregiver about changes in the child's voice or cry. A hoarse voice or cry may help localize the disease to the vocal folds. Case point 44.1. The male's mother denies choking or gagging episodes. He has no previous history of strider or hospitalizations. Examination reveals a tired appearing male with decreased cap refill at three seconds, neck stiffness, a muffled cry, and excessive drooling. Strider is worse with inspiration. What is a cap refill test? How do you perform and interpret the result? The cap refill test is measured by holding the child's hand higher than heart level and pressing the fingernail until it blanches. If there is a good perfusion to the nail bed, color should return in less than two seconds. Prolonged cap refill may be a sign of dehydration. Time for a basic science pearl. Cap refill can be affected by ambient temperature because peripheral vessels vasoconstrict in cold temperatures and vasodilate with heat. The cap refill test is an important component evaluating hydration status but should be interpreted with caution. How would you proceed with your evaluation to make a diagnosis? A lateral neck film may be helpful in patients with suspected retropharyngeal abscess and may show increased prevertebral soft tissue. A CT scan is helpful for surgical evaluation of the retropharyngeal abscess and for patients with suspected vascular rings and slings. Chest radiographs are not necessary, but should be considered in cases of suspected foreign body ingestion or aspiration, which you can see in figures 44.3 to 44.6. Time for a clinical pearl. The pseudosteeple sign, which is a normal variant, may be seen in children without airway obstruction. What organism should be considered in retropharyngeal abscess? Most retropharyngeal abscesses are polymicrobial infections. Cultures of the drain fluid often reveal both aerobes and anaerobes. The most common causative organisms are group A beta-hemolytic streptococcus, alpha-hemolytic streptococcus, staphylococcus aureus, and anaerobes, and hemophilus influenzae are less commonly isolated. Time for a basic science pearl. Alpha hemolysis refers to the ability of a bacteria to hemolyze hemoglobin partially to methemoglobin via hydrogen peroxide production. Bacteria with beta hemolytic activity induce complete red blood cell lysis via streptolysin activity. Gamma hemolysis activity refers to the absence of any bacterial hemolytic activity. What antibiotics should be initiated for this patient? Initial intravenous antibiotic treatment should be brought to cover gram-positive and gram-negative aerobes and anaerobes and beta-lactamase-producing bacteria. Appropriate choices include an aminopenicillin, such as ampicillin, with a beta-lactamase inhibitor, such as solbactam, clindamycin, or carbapenem. Antibiotic coverage should be narrowed when fluid cultures result. IV antibiotics should be continued until there is clinical improvement, usually characterized by fever and symptom resolution. 
Total duration depends on the clinical course, but 10 to 14 days is generally accepted. Time for a clinical pearl. Penicillins with beta-lactamase inhibitors are bactericidal with a broad spectrum of activity, but do not cover methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus. Carbapenems are bactericidal agents with a very broad spectrum of activity, but are susceptible to beta-lactamases and do not cover Fumarsa. Clindamycin has excellent gram-positive and anaerobic activity, including MRSA coverage, but is bacteriostatic with limited gram-negative coverage. Local and institutional antibiograms should be used to assist in antibiotic selection. What complications can occur in patients with retropharyngeal abscesses? Complications associated with retropharyngeal abscess are uncommon but should be recognized as serious and potentially fatal. Direct airway compression or abscess rupture leading to airway compromise, aspiration, and pneumonia are the most commonly seen complications. Other potential complications include extension of the abscess into the mediastinum causing mediastinitis, jugular suppurative thrombophlebitis, also known as Lemire syndrome, and sepsis. What is the treatment of a retropharyngeal abscess? Systemic antibiotics are always indicated. Surgical drainage, usually via in the intraoral route, is often required in the presence of a discrete pus collection. Medical management alone is reserved for cases of small abscesses or in the absence of an organized abscess. The patient may initially be trialed on IV antibiotics without surgical drainage and monitored for improvement over a period of 24 to 48 hours. Steroids may be added in cases of very large abscesses and or marked inflammation with concern for airway compromise. Case point 44.2. A lateral x-ray of his neck shows a soft tissue density in the prevertebral space suggestive of a retropharyngeal abscess. The patient is taken to the operating room by ENT where incision and drainage are performed under general anesthesia. The patient receives clindamycin IV post-surgery, his fever defervesces, a culture of abscess fluid obtained during the surgery grows streptococcus pyogenes. Three days after surgery, he is tolerating a regular diet and discharged home with sufficient amoxicillin clavulinate to complete a 10-day course. Time for Beyond the Pearls. The term danger space refers to an area posterior to the retropharyngeal space through which infection can easily spread to the mediastinum. Its borders are delineated by the skull and the diaphragm and the prevertebral and alar fascia. Patients are usually placed supine when performing a CT scan of the chest. Be aware that airway obstruction from mass effect anterior to the airway may worsen when patients are placed in supine positioning. Foreign body aspiration or an esophageal foreign body should be suspected in any child who is developmentally able to grasp and release objects, meaning 5 to 6 months of age, especially if they are independently mobile, meaning 8 to 9 months of age. Time for our case summary. A 12-month-old male with fever and noisy breathing for 3 days. Our findings? The examination reveals a fatigued male with strider, delayed cap refill, drooling, neck stiffness, and a muffled cry. Labs and x-rays? An x-ray of the lateral neck shows hyperdensity in the prevertebral space. 
diagnosis, retropharyngeal abscess, culture of abscess fluid is positive for streptococcus pyogenes, treatment, incision and drainage of abscess under general anesthesia, and IV antibiotics such as clindamycin is given during hospitalization, amoxicillin clavulinate is prescribed to complete a 10-day course at the time of discharge. And that concludes case 44. Again, this is Dr. Paras Duhalasi Hosseini. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Pearls podcast from Inside the Boards. This podcast is executive produced by Christopher Brightigan and Dr. Patrick Beeman. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Ars longa, vita brevis.